3: Support for MPB comes from the Woodward Hines Education Foundation, committed to helping more Mississippians obtain post-secondary credentials, college certificates, and degrees that lead to employment. More information about Woodward Hines Education Foundation at woodwardhines.org. Good morning. It's 8:30 on Friday, March 30th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Governor Bryant has appointed a new Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. We'll hear Representative Andy Gibson's goals for his new position. Then, it's expert advice on the do's, don'ts, and scams to avoid before and after the tax filing deadline.
2: To get a
4: phone call out of the blue that you owe money or that we're going to have you arrested, that's not going to happen.
3: And will unemployment rates in the state continue to decline? We'll hear ways more Mississippians can find jobs. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Republican Representative Andy Gibson of Braxton will serve as Mississippi's Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. Governor Phil Bryant made the announcement yesterday before a crowd of supporters. Gibson will replace Cindy Hyde Smith, who Governor Bryant appointed to the U.S. Senate. Hyde Smith was appointed last week to succeed Senator Thad Cochran, who's leaving the Senate because of health concerns. Cochran retires Sunday. Governor Bryant says Gibson is uniquely qualified to assume the commissioner role.
5: He is an ordained minister and has served as a pastor of the Gum Springs Baptist Church since 2011. He is a farmer, an attorney, preacher, a man of courage and determination who will take over the reins of the Department of Agriculture and Commerce and lead it to even greater heights if that's possible. Cindy hyde smith has done a remarkable job as commissioner. I've seen over the years this department grow and flourish I've seen her to reach out to farmers all over Mississippi, across American agribusiness leaders around the world. This man will do the same because he will have not only the good Lord standing next to him, but also Leslie. Yay! Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome and introduce you Mississippi's new Agricultural and Commerce Commissioner, the Honorable Andy Gibson.
3: Gibson will serve the rest of the current commissioner's term, which ends in January 2020. Gibson has represented House District 77, which encompasses parts of Simpson and Rankin counties in the Mississippi House of Representatives since 2008. While in office, he has served as chairman of the House Judiciary B Committee and as chairman of the Ethics Committee. He says agriculture is important in the state.
2: You know, agriculture unites all of Mississippi. Whether we're at rural, whether we're urban, we all need it. We depend on it. Matter of fact, uh, civilization exists because of agriculture. You go back, you'll find that people were hunters and gatherers for a long time until they figured out how to put some seeds in the ground and grow a wheat crop. And then civilization began to develop, and here we are today. Agriculture unites us because it provides all the basic Human needs of food, you got to have it to live, of fiber, you got to have some clothes to wear, and of shelter, and we know something about timber right here in the great state of Mississippi. Agriculture is the largest industry in our state. Guess what? It always has been, and I bet you it will be for a long, long time. Agriculture brings us together. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited about this like I have never been excited in my life to serve all of the people of Mississippi, all of them.
3: During his legislative service, Gibson served on the House Agriculture, Appropriations, Ways and Means, County Affairs, Insurance, Municipalities, and Transportation Committees, among others. He has also received awards from Pro-Life Mississippi and the National Rifle Association. Representative Gibson says he's already, he already has plans for his new position.
2: I've got some goals for agriculture and commerce here in Mississippi. I want to build upon the good work that Commissioner uh, Cindy Hatch-Smith has already done, the foundation that's been laid. I want to see agriculture grow and thrive. Uh, I want to see us grow the pie, not regulate it too much, not put it out of business, not uh, shrink it, but to grow it. And it may come as no surprise to you. I intend to do that uh, with a conservative governance philosophy. The first thing I intend to do, starting on Monday is to meet with the employees of the Department of Agriculture and Commerce, introduce myself, shake their hand, look them in the eye, learn what they're doing, find out what we can do, what the issues are, the, the challenges are, and the opportunities are. And I want a good debriefing on the big picture. The next thing I would like to do as a goal, beginning during the growing season of 2018, I and my wife and kids are going to load up in my pickup truck and drive and conduct a 2018 Mississippi farm tour. I want to travel this state. I want to meet with working farmers in all these industries of catfish, of sweet potatoes, poultry, cattle, cotton, row crops, forestry, specialty, like blueberries. We have blueberries. And I want to go to the Gulf Coast and meet with all the ports down there, and let's figure out how we can do some major expansion of our exports, and we'll work on imports too, and collaborate. Finally, you cannot think about agriculture without thinking globally today. You have to have a global vision. Agriculture cannot be conducted in a state or a region or even a country. It is worldwide. And there are global market opportunities we will seek and we will take advantage of. I want to sit down at the table across from people around this world and negotiate the best deals for Mississippi we can and find broader markets for our agriculture and forestry products. Bottom line, I see huge economic development potential for this, the largest industry in the state of Mississippi, and I'm looking forward to representing all Mississippians as we seek to expand it.
3: Representative Andy Gibson, Gibson's appointment will be effective April 2nd. In other news, Governor Phil Bryant is talking infrastructure on the heels of the 2018 legislative session. On the same day President Donald Trump announced delays in his infrastructure plans, Governor Bryant tells our Mark Rigsby he's looking forward to addressing Mississippi's underlying structure.
5: The most important uh, responsibility of the legislature is to appropriate uh, nearly $6 billion of taxpayers' money. I think they did a good job of that. I think we've got a conservative, balanced budget. Uh, with no tax increases, I think you're going to see that we have had probably $60 million more year over year. Some more revenue came in. That meant some increases in some agencies very near to me, like Child Protection Services, Medicaid. Got their deficit down to about $10 million. We're going to have another patrol school. So hopefully we'll put another um, 50 or 60 patrolmen on the road. Uh, I was very encouraged that we are protecting the unborn life beginning at 15 weeks. So uh, as important as that bill is to me, uh, it was one that uh, I think was hard fought and will be into the future. So some good things happen.
1: What about the big-ticket items that everyone was talking about even before the session began, yeah. rewriting the education funding formula and a way to fund road and bridge improvements?
5: Well, I think one of the most important things is the road and bridges. I I would have been very encouraged and supportive of the rewriting of the MAEP formula. I think we would have got more funding into the poor school systems where it's needed. Uh, We we desperately need to work on roads and bridges. Uh, I'll have more to say about that next week, but we probably got 120, 130 bridges that could collapse at any time. Uh, it, it, there are times when you can make a decision about supporting something, and then there's times when you must support something. Where do you think both of those issues
1: derailed in the legislative process?
5: You know, the process is so difficult at times because one bill will cause a failure of another one. If one legislator fails to take up a bill, the other one says, well, I won't take yours up. And, and unfortunately, it begins to break down over a personal issue. But I think the best thing to do is uh, just now um, is realize where we're at. If there are needs for a special session in the future, that certainly is a possibility. There's four or five days um, saved up that would, be, uh, that would allow the governor to bring them back. And so we're looking at uh, what needs to be done, particularly with these bridges. Lives are in danger, and, and I intend to make a decision fairly soon of how we'd go about protecting those.
3: Governor Phil Bryant with MPB's Mark Rigsby. Hear more on the end of the 2018 legislative session on MPB-TV's At Issue, tonight at 7.30 p.m. Coming up, it's expert advice on the do's, don'ts, and scams to avoid before and after the tax filing deadline. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
0: From the New York Times, I'm Michael Barbaro. This is The Daily. When you look at sexual harassment, allegations on this scale, I think you have to ask the complicity question. Complicity meaning, were others around him aware, did they enable, did they stay silent? Who protected the women and who protected Harvey?
4: The Daily from The New York Times. Premiering April 2nd, 6.30 p.m., right after Marketplace.
3: As this year's tax filing deadline approaches, experts are warning Mississippians to be on the lookout for scammers. Some criminals have stolen taxpayers' identities by filing returns on their behalf and keeping the money for themselves. Another way scammers try to take advantage of unsuspecting members of the public is by harassing them over the phone, trying to coerce them into making payments they don't owe. Yet another issue with filing taxes can be difficulty determining if a preparer is legitimate. Legitimate. Clay Sanford is with the Internal Revenue Service. He tells MPB's Ezra Wall what Mississippians should do and what they should avoid this season.
4: Well, the deadline this year is April 17th, and that falls on a Tuesday. It's normally April 15th, but because of Emancipation Day in the District of Columbia, you have a little bit more time. That day is recognized as a federal holiday in the district, so uh, when that rolls around, it does make a difference in the deadline. So this year you do have a couple of extra days. You know, And I would point out to folks that if they find themselves in a situation that they owe tax, it's much better to go ahead and file on time and pay what you can, rather than not to file and, and just put it off, because the, the penalties and interest for uh, not uh, filing on time are much more than they are for not paying. So. For example, if you owe $1,000 and you can only pay 500 it's much better to go ahead and file on time, pay what you can, and then that way you can avoid penalties and interest on the balance that you do owe.
1: We see a a lot of people around this time of the year having uh, uh, preparation offices where they're offering tax preparation services and different things like that. Of course, there are Uh the big national brands that do that all the time, but there are also a lot of local providers, many of whom are perfectly legitimate providers. How can we find out ahead of time whether the provider that we're about to inquire with is a a reputable provider provider?
4: I want to say up front that we certainly could not administer the tax code without the the, the great number of of, of wonderful uh, tax preparation services and independent tax preparers out there. But unfortunately, there are a few unscrup- unscrupulous preparers who uh, you know may not give you the best service. So we recommend finding a tax preparer the same way that you would find a a doctor or a lawyer. Uh, Use good common sense. Ask for references. Say, for instance, if you own a small business, you might want to talk to neighbors, friends, colleagues who have other businesses. Ask them who they use, what kind of luck they've had with their preparer, that kind of thing. Also, a lot of states have um, uh, associations like associations for tax preparers you can you can check with them and the Better Business Bureau so basically you know ask for references on a on a tax professional just like you would any other professional like a doctor or a lawyer
1: what do people need to do to make sure that their return is done properly and that they're not sending up any unnecessary red flags
4: well with the advent of electronic filing and and software programs That really did knock out a lot of the uh, common filing errors that we saw. Now, the main error that we saw back when, when most folks filed paper returns were with math errors. And so an electronic filing program, like one you would use on your computer, that's going to eliminate all of that because the computer program does all the math for you. Now, having said that, you want to be careful when you enter Social Security numbers for yourself and for your dependents. That's going to ask you for a couple of different entries. You know, it's going to ask you to enter it one time and then and then the next time. But you want to make sure that you have that number right to begin with because you don't want to make a mistake with those. Also, if you have a refund coming back, make sure that you have a copy of your check in front of you. If you want it to go into your checking account, you need to be sure that that uh, routing number and account number is correct.
1: There are many instances where people might be able to file those tax returns for free. How do they know if they qualify to file their tax returns uh, for free?
4: Free File, and that's F R E E, F I L E, Free File is a service that we offer on IRS.gov. And uh, this year, uh, if you've uh, made $66,000 or less in 2017, you'll qualify for Free File. You can go to irs.gov and click on the icon, and it'll take you right through the program. Uh, and we estimate about seventy percent of Americans can qualify for free file.
1: What are the scammers doing this year to try to take advantage of people?
4: We always see an increase in telephone scams during tax season. Also, email, what we call phishing scams, where uh, someone will call you, they'll call you, they'll claim to be a. Uh, irs representative but we don't make threatening phone calls to people we certainly will not call you about a tax debt without having first mailed you something in the regular u.s mail so the bottom line is that the irs still does business on paper by u.s mail if you owe tax you're going to get a notice in the mail. If you forgot to sign a paper return, let's say you're one of those people who still file a paper return. If you forgot to sign it, that's going to generate what we call a mailed notice. We can't process a return without a signature, for example. Uh, So you know, having said all that, I, I just want to add that to get a phone call out of the blue that you owe money or that we're going to have you arrested, or, or, you know, something like that. That's not going to happen. So these are scam phone calls. They're designed by the scammers to shock you into paying something that you don't really owe. So be careful about those.
1: Clay Sanford with uh, the Internal Revenue Service. Thank you very much for visiting with us today. I appreciate your uh, advice. Well, thank you for having me.
3: If you need information about your taxes, contact the Internal Revenue Service at IRS.gov. Coming up, will unemployment rates in the state continue to decline? We'll hear ways more Mississippians can find jobs. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
1: If you missed MPB's at issue on TV, just go to mpbonline.org issue to see this week's show and previous episodes. You'll hear each week from Mississippi's most influential elected leaders at the state capitol. MPB's political analysts provide insight on the critical issues facing the state and how these issues impact you. Check out At Issue on your computer, laptop, or phone at mpbonline.org issue. This is
3: Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippi's unemployment rate in February has again set a new low, while employer payrolls set a new high. The jobless rate fell to 4.5 percent. That's from 4.6 percent in January. More people entered the labor force and more people found jobs. Mark Henry is executive director of the Mississippi Department of Employment Security. He tells us why the unemployment rates are so low.
0: I think the trend will continue. We've had a general upward trend that bounces around from time to time, but we've had a general upward trend in the number of Mississippians with jobs since January of 2012. A large reason for that is that during that time, we at the Department of Employment Security and elsewhere in state government have concentrated on preparing Mississippians for middle skills jobs. Now, middle skills jobs are those uh, occupations for which a person needs more than a high school diploma uh, but not necessarily a four-year college uh, degree so i think the fact that more people have jobs they're becoming more competitive in our labor marketplace also of course employers i think are feeling more confident uh, about hiring people i think that um In the last uh, year or so, the new administration in Washington, the Trump administration, has moved to uh, deregulate the economy, which has encouraged job growth. And I think the recent tax reform will continue to encourage job growth in uh, Mississippi and in America.
3: Mississippi still lags behind the national average. Is the state catching up? and, And do you expect the state to catch up to the national level of unemployment?
0: Well, if you look at the unemployment rate, Let's say a year ago, the unemployment rate in uh, January of 2017 here in Mississippi was 5.4%. The national unemployment rate was 4.7%. Now, in January of 2018, the unemployment rate had fallen by nearly a percentage point here in Mississippi to 4.6, and the federal unemployment rate had fallen to 4.1. So we have gone from the difference being nearly a percentage point to being only a half a percentage point in difference between our average here in Mississippi and the national average for unemployment. And let me say this, over the past six years, the number of unemployed people in Mississippi has fallen by more than half.
3: Does the employment growth translate directly into revenue growth for the state?
0: There is some effect, yes. Uh, revenue has been growing in Mississippi slowly. Once again, it's been bouncing up and down. But a growing economy eventually will lead to uh, a growing t- amount of taxes being collected.
3: Let's switch now to what you can offer to job seekers. What resources does MDES have for people looking for jobs?
0: Well, of course, we have a, a job match system, a computerized job match system that the Department of Labor. And Washington has said it's the most advanced system in the country. Uh, You don't have to go to one of our job centers, although you're welcome to if you'd like to get the extra help there. Uh, You can search for a job online uh, with a computer. You can even do it on your phone. We have an app, uh, Mississippi Works. You can look for it at the uh, App Store. It's free. You can download it. Uh, A few minutes ago, we had over 38,000 job openings in our system. Someone looking for a job can go online, can post a resume, and see what other jobs are available. And we have a system uh, that tells a person how closely his or her education and experience match what an employer is looking for. At the same time, an employer can go through our system and can look at the resumes. Uh, we mask who the people are, uh, but uh, uh, an employer can look at the resumes and, and if he sees one uh, he likes, then uh, the employer can invite that person to apply for a job. So we're trying to turn ourselves into the match.com of um, the job bank business. We're trying to get gatekeeping bureaucrats out of the way and uh, allow people looking for jobs and employers looking for good employees to be able to deal directly with each other uh, through our computer system.
3: After a job seeker makes use of those resources you just talked about, what kind of advice would you have for someone looking for a job?
0: Well, the first thing I would tell the person is to uh, go to our system and to sign up. And if uh, the person is not uh, uh, very computer literate or needs some extra help or has a problem, uh, I would urge that person to go to one of our 45 job centers in the state uh, and get some personal help. Uh, One of the things that uh, anyone can do who is looking for a job Uh, to become more competitive in the marketplace and to increase his or her uh, likelihood of getting a job is to review that person's education. Uh, Did the person um, graduate from high school? If not, we can link that person with the adult education programs that are put on by the community colleges. Would that person benefit from having a little more job training? Uh, We can link uh, that person who's looking for a job with the appropriate kind of job training, either... uh, generally at the community colleges, but not exclusively at the community colleges. In fact, if the person already has a job uh, and is looking for a better job, maybe even at that employer, we can help the uh, employer uh, provide on-the-job training to uh, employees so that they become more competitive, so that the uh, employer can become more competitive. And we hope that uh, by becoming more competitive, they'll both be able to produce more jobs to hire more Mississippians.
3: Mark Henry is executive director of the Mississippi Department of Employment Security. Mark, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for inviting me. I've enjoyed it. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Gasol Gardner. At 10, it's Next Stop Mississippi. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again Monday morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi edition, only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from the Woodward Hines Education Foundation's Get to College program. Based in South Haven, Jackson, and Ocean Springs, Get to College advisors help students and families plan and pay for college.
5: Learn more at woodwardhines.org.